Hello there, and thanks for tuning back in for episode two of This Week at the Trump Poems. I'm John Branning, and as you may recall from week one, I am the author of The Trump Poems, which is a collection of verse uh, based on my blog, thetrumppoems.com, where I reflect on the events of the past week in the Trump administration, and those poems uh, typically written in the voice of Donald Trump, although this week we've got one in the voice of uh, a special guest star, and we'll get to that in just a couple of minutes. So let's get started with uh, this week at the Trump Poems. First up is a verse about Donald Trump's response to reports about conditions at uh, the migrant centers down in Texas. And this one is called Dissension on Detention. If someone showed up to your house unexpectedly, would you then offer to feed them? Give them some soap and a bed and some toothpaste just based on them saying they need them? If they tell you a sob story, hunger or poverty, would you take them at their word for it? Think twice before you come knocking on my door. There's always a cost that's incurred for it. They shouldn't try to come into our country illegally. That's in the first place. Once you step over the border but were not invited, prepare for the worst case. You'll find conditions are better here than back at home if your standards are kept low. Look on the bright side. Will you need your swim trunks or worry that you've overslept? No. Once again, fake news portrays an account of conditions that I'm calling phony. Children got scabies and shingles and chicken pox. Were they expecting a pony? Border Patrol does a great job, considering Democrats won't change the loopholes. Nancy Pelosi and crying Chuck Schumer, it's their fault we've got empty soup bowls. I want the press to go in and see just what conditions are like for these people. Show the fake news all the true sights and sounds, and the smells best described here as fecal. No one except me, not even the Congress, is willing to step up and cry halt, even though all of this happened since I was elected, but none of it's my fault. Trump gave a speech this week touting all his accomplishments. Uh, you can't see my air quotes as I say that, accomplishments regarding the environment, and the verse about that is called Climate Strange. There are positives and negatives when we are discussing energy. I'm positive the Dems are nuts when AOC asks when are we eliminating farting cows and grounding all the aeroplanes. If Democrats keep moving left, they'll find themselves in narrow lanes. The Green New Deal, I love it, since it's something I can run against. Instead of banning drilling, I'd prefer our parklands all unfenced. That way we open up the room to excavate more fossil fuels, and those who freak out over decimation are colossal fools. You may recall that I withdrew from what was signed in Gay Paris. We stand alone from every other nation, but that don't scare me. For oil and natural gas, I like to claim for neither one we're lacking. That, of course, has happened since I said all in regarding fracking. I just gave a speech my critics said, please don't believe what you heard. Hell will freeze before Trump's labeled an environmental steward. Climate change, a term of which its absence in my speech was notable. Will our air stay breathable and water maintain status potable? 
Just as long as we can breathe the air and drink the water, I'm good. Even if I bring back coal, I don't believe the increased grime would make a real difference in our atmosphere and water quality. Get rid of Obama-era rules. They're nothing but frivolity. If I really wanted to embrace the better climate movement, I'd agree to implement just one significant improvement. Here's the thing, although it seems unlikely, that I should start doing. Keep my big mouth shut to stem the flow of stupid shit I'm spewing. Labor Secretary Alexander Acosta gave a press conference this week uh, in an attempt to redeem his reputation after reports resurfaced about a uh, so-called sweetheart deal that he accepted while he was the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of Florida some years back. Uh, And as a result of that press conference, he is now former Labor Secretary Alex Acosta. So I wrote a verse after the uh, press conference, but before he announced his resignation a couple days later. And this one is called Acosta Doing Business, and it's in the voice of Alex Acosta. They say what's past is prologue, so that means you should be wary. And yet, despite it all, Trump named me Labor Secretary. I stood in front of media with face described as poker, and tried to justify my past performance. Mediocre. When I worked for the DOJ, t'was as U.S. attorney, I cut a deal with Epstein, pretty sweet, and in return he spent a little time in jail and got to spend days at his office. I claimed this was the best that I could do, and cut my losses. He preyed upon young teenage girls, behavior predatory. Yet when it came to victims, it's the same familiar story. Their backgrounds made them sketchy, testimony unreliable. If we depend upon them for our case, it won't be viable. So while I said I understood the victim's inner rage, some were described as prostitutes, despite their tender age. I chose not to consult with them and hid behind a policy. And now, to keep my job, I will not offer an apology. But time, thank goodness, wounds all heals, and in the present day that pervert's headed back to jail, a much less pleasant stay. And as for me, I'll have to deal with all the nasty fallout as more details long buried from their hiding places crawl out. And our fourth and final verse on this week's episode uh, is a reflection on the summit that Trump held at the White House where he invited several hundred of the... uh, Stars, again, more unseen air quotes here, uh, pretty much all from the right wing on um, various social media platforms, commentary, and commentators. And this one is called Social Media's Plummet. And we're back to the voice of Donald Trump. There's Facebook and there's Google and there's Twitter. All are biased. If they'd count the bots, my followers would surely rank the highest. But they shadow ban my tweets no longer take off like a rocket ship. It's almost as if folks now recognize they're just a crock of shit. But I am not alone in these conspiracies I'm peddling, so I brought in many others. We're all victims now of meddling by the media gatekeepers and those stinking corporate censors. So I organized this summit for a group of crap dispensers. Would I be here without social media? I like to think so. But it makes it very easy all those times I choose to sink low and insult my opposition or give life to a conspiracy. I blame my thumbs when messages lapse into incoherency. Some of you are out there, and by out there, I mean cuckoo. 
Yet I still think you are geniuses, and I admire what you do. What is labeled controversial, I prefer to think as true words. I can spread disinformation with support from all of you nerds. If it weren't for social media, we couldn't get the facts out or be featured on Fox News when yet another of us acts out. As you search for truth, remember, I've already done that, been there. Here's my secret. Free speech means that you can spin it out of thin air. And that's a wrap. Uh, This is John Branding saying thanks again. I really appreciate you listening to another episode of This Week at the Trump Poems. And I uh, certainly hope that you'll come back and join me again in another week's time and see what else we have to discuss. I want to remind you that you can see these as they're posted if you uh, follow thetrumppoems.com for the blog. And if you're on Facebook, there is a page, The Trump Poems, on Facebook, where there's also links posted to the poems there. Occasionally they show up on Medium, if you're on Medium. Uh, And sometimes I'll just uh, show up at people's houses and start to recite them randomly. So thanks again for listening. Uh, Looking forward to episode three. And I hope everybody has a terrific week. Take care.